I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the All right, three, two, and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. But before I introduce him, today's title sponsor of the show is Indochino. It's the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. This week, our listeners, the Raccoon Squad, the Locked On Mavs listeners, they can get any premium Indochino suit, any one of them, for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, $369. If you got that to invest in a suit, uh, a premium made-to-measure suit, it's definitely worth it. So Indochino, they're the title sponsor of the show. And uh, now, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm currently in an airport right now uh, recording this in DFW uh, Airport here in Dallas. I'm on the next flight down to Miami to South Beach. Uh, gonna get a little uh, get a little run in with uh, some boys from Dallas. And I'm in my car en route to meet up with you, and then the ensuing meetup reunion with the Mavericks boys. They're on their way. This is an emergency pod, Isaac Harris. Things are happening. Players Sound are moving. The alarms. They're teaming up. Top, like all the alarms are off right now. Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and DeLon Wright mm. have touched down in Miami, Florida. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been there pretty much all summer. Who knows who else will join up? Will Justin Jackson join up? Ooh. Will Jalen Brunson, after he's done celebrating his birthday, happy Kobe year, will he meet up with them? Will we will get Boban be there? Will Boban eventually? Boban is now eliminated from FIBA, so he could go back. Will Salah try to get his spot back on the team and join up with them? They're done. Dang, I didn't think about Who that. Who knows? Isaac, what do we think is going on in Miami right now? And will we, Isaac, will we get the we'll mixtape we've been clamoring for with Luca and Porzingis in it? Brad from Ball is Life, you have one goal right now, and that's to get to Miami and film this training set well to film the i won't say training session let's just say they'll have at least one but the question is what are they really doing that doing down there and i have a theory they're making more sandwiches like luca was doing on instagram <laughs> i love his <laughs> I, love, I love his ads um i love his sponsorships. abba i think they went down to miami to film a video oh of them Doing a graffiti over some Wade mural. <laughs> well, Delon Wright is probably on his way there to stop them. No, I don't care. I know Delon Wright <laughs> likes Wade and all, but it, yeah, he'll soon learn. We'll indoctrinate him into this. But I think that's what it is. They're filming a video. They're gonna post the video of them, uh, like doing a big X on the Two K Twenty Legend Edition. Um, like some mural in downtown Miami, or they're going to be like on the, 
on their like hotel balcony, just throwing Legend Edition of 2K just off the balcony and into just the breaking ocean. them into the ocean. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's something against Dwayne Wade. That's my theory, and it's going to unite the fan base even more. I think they're going down there to try to convince someone to join the team, but I don't know who. Who could be in Miami? Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Just kidding, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Deshaun Stevenson. Maybe they're going to tr- go try and they're, maybe they're going to try and save Tim Hardaway Jr. because he's been playing pickup with Mello and they don't want him to pick up any more bad habits. Like Tim, you already oh, okay? No, don't don't pick up Mello's bad habits. The season's about to start, Isaac. Careful. <laughs> Media day, uh, like three weeks away. Uh, but on a serious note, it is really cool to see this. It is really cool to as fans to see. Uh, you know, it's crazy where Instagram is now that it's turned into reporters and just people like waiting for Instagram notifications on where these players are posting what they do. KP just posted one outside the practice facility at his car, and he's like, "You see people, it people like chime in with that." I'm like, "Oh, I used to live there. I, you know, I Isaac, know exactly this." Isaac, he just wanted to know who's trying to ride tonight. That's what he just wanted to know. <laughs> And it's it's cool for us to be able to you know follow along on Instagram where these guys are going, what they're doing. It's fun, um, a little creepy, but they're choosing to put this out. They there. did it, but it's it is cool to see that your young duo, your young superstar duo, uh, with a new young piece in Delon Wright. Uh, they're all in Miami together, and you're assuming that it's some workout training run. They're going to get some. Would be a hell of a coincidence. That would, yeah, yeah. If they, if they didn't plan this, they're all three posting like random different things the in Miami. Day. Like, what? You're here? No way. Uh, but no, that yeah, that's really cool. I think sometime on the next day or so, we'll probably get a picture or something of some run they got in down there, and mm. you know, it's it's just gonna make everybody super happy again. And I'm all here for it. We're very excited for it. So, but. We couldn't fill a whole podcast talking about them going to Miami and potentially meeting up. So, on the podcast today, the what if of all what ifs. This is actually our last what if Wednesday of the is summer. It really? This is our last one. Dang. I get. We could That's probably crazy. do more. We could probably do more, but this is our last scheduled one. We have some scheduled stuff between now and the start of the season. Yeah. But this is the last one, and we decided to do a first for the Lockdown Maps podcast. The first what if that goes into the future instead of looking back into the past. Today, mm. what if the Mavericks win the NBA title this season? This year. This is crazy. I'm all here for it. This season. We're talking about this season. 2020, they'll be standing on the podium. Who? Okay, so we got tons of questions, tons of oh. things to, to think about. The first one I want to think about. Who okay. gets the trophy first? Because we know in 2011... Mark Cuban gave that honor to, oh, oh man, uh, his name is escaping my head. Former owner of the Mavericks. Oh, my gosh. The hat. Yeah, Carter. Carter. Don Carter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was like, are you I was really drawing a, a blank. Like, like, his name just like escaped my head. Yeah, Don Carter was given that honor. Who gets the honor this time? If the Mavericks win the title in 2020, who gets to put their hands on the trophy first? Uh, I still think it's Mark Cuban. Ooh, yeah. No, I mean it's Cuban, Carlisle, one of those. But um, I want to say Cuban, but actually I'll take it back. I think Cuban will take the backseat uh, to it, and uh, I honestly think it's Luca. 
I think I think Luke will be the first one to take it. Uh, I think they'll want him to take it, especially if it, we're obviously operating if this what if if they I win have, the title. I have an idea. I'm here. What if? Okay, who gives out the trophy? I guess it was Doris Burke this past year. I can't remember. What if she coordinates with mm. the court logo himself, Dirk Nowitzki, and Dirk gives out the trophy. So he's the technically See, the first one to grab the trophy, and he yeah. gets the mic, and he gives the trophy to Luca or Carlisle or Mark Cuban or something. That would be incredible. Just I don't know if there would be a dry eye in Dallas-Fort Worth. I have thoughts about this because obviously we've been planning to do this. What if? And I've been brainstorming a lot about this. And today I was thinking about it. I'm like, I was thinking about the like victory parade and all that stuff. What that would look like now Ooh, in yeah. 2020, I guess at that point. Um, and I was, I was thinking, I was like, what would Dirk's role be in that if that happened this year? And you know what? I honestly don't think Dirk would have any part in any of it. And mainly because I think Dirk knows that if he did show up to that ceremony or to uh, the parade and, you know, let like not just show up, but if he did have some active role, he would take the limelight. Like he's still Dallas. Like he's still the star of the, the face of the franchise. No matter if Luca won it this year, or not like wins it, he's still the face. And I don't think he deep down, I don't think he would want to take any of that light away from this team. That's my opinion. It's fair. I still think it would be awesome. Especially if we're just talking about hypotheticals. So, all right, coming up next, we have so many more questions about this. What if the it's such a huge hypothetical? What if the Mavericks won the title this season? Who would have to step up the most? Who Mm. would have to be the Finals MVP? What would have to happen to the other teams in the league for the Mavericks to be in position to do this? There's so many other questions, and we'll get to them coming up next. All right, Isaac. So let's start with the rest of the NBA. What would oh have to happen if the rest of the teams in the WN- or, oh my gosh, the WNBA. The WNBA playoffs start today, by the way. <laughs> what they would start to- today? Yeah, they start today, Wednesday. Dang. So what would have to happen to the rest of the teams in the NBA for the Mavericks to, first of all, make the playoffs and then the ensuing title run and then win the, what if they won the title this season? What would have to happen? Let's just go team by team in the Western Conference. Oh, team by team? Oh, I gosh. mean, just with the teams that we, we just, think. Yeah. So... I mean, well, yeah, well, it's just going to be without looking at and saying injury. All right, this person has to get hurt. This, this, this. I mean, I think when you look at expectations for this team in general, you're looking at the, you know, I think a lot of us. What would be the highest they would finish, and you wouldn't be shocked in the West. The Mavericks, like as constructed as is, as everything is all in. No injuries happen besides the ones that are already happened yeah. that have already happened, and you wouldn't be shocked. Man, if they got seventh, I don't think I would be shocked. Okay. If they got yeah. sixth and everyone was so close like they have been the last couple of years, um, then I probably wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah, I think six through eight, that that's awesome. I wouldn't be shocked for that. If they if got home court, I would be shocked. Like yeah. and that's not it's not a distant I don't think, you know, that just because that I think they would overperform, you know, on that and like, man, that's awesome. Like that would be Best case scenario, they're hitting their stride at that point. So what would it take for them to hit the playoffs? I don't know if it's more of a what would happen to the other teams. I think it's more of if they made it to the finals, it's more of what was what was the level 
of play from Luca and KP and some of these guys. I think that is the more telling part than what would have to happen, like injury wise and all that stuff. See, I think stuff would have to happen to other teams <laughs> as like well what? as well as what you just said. I think Besides the Lakers going down to it and say, "All right, Steph needs to get hurt, Jokic needs to get hurt." No, I see. I don't think the I don't think the Warriors thing would matter as much. There, well, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was. We went that. through their roster. Um, we're gonna do our position <laughs> rankings again, and I went through their roster. <laughs> They after the top three and Clay is already out. It's just fascinating to see who's like the fourth. Who's the who's the without Clay? Who's the fourth best warrior? That's tough. It's, it's like Looney, and then I guess it's McKinney, uh, and then their bench is just super young, and they just don't have a lot of depth. Now you can say similar things to the, the Mavericks, I guess, but uh, that would have to happen for for the Warriors. The Blazers, I think the Mavericks could take the Blazers. Had had how they're currently constructed. Yeah, Lillard would be a huge problem. McCollum would be the second big problem. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. That ex- those two experiments would have to fail pretty significantly. The Lakers one I think could fail e- more easily than the Clippers one could, but there would have to be some kind of failure there with the Clippers and probably an injury. I think there would have to be an injury more to the Clippers <laughs> than the Lakers. Yeah, well, it would. I think it would just. It would obviously have to depend on like the level of KP and Luka. If they play to the maximum that they could possibly play, they're looking at like literally. I just wrote down a question like, "What if Mavs won the title?" The very first uh, thing I put on there, I put Luka and possibly Porzingis are both All Stars this season. Yeah, we have to happen. If they're both All Stars, then that I think could set the stage for you know something like that. Or if they won the title, that means they both were All Stars caliber players this past season. And realistically, I mean, how many all-stars will the Clippers have this year? I mean, two, two for, for sure, sure, but anything after that, uh, question mark. So, yeah, I mean, you want to say, I mean, the Clippers, like, are the title favorites, I would guess, in the in the West. And you want to say, like, you know, an injury to one of those guys. Uh, but then again, yeah, it just depends on the level that KP and Luke is at, too. I think it would have to be an injury to Kawhi because if Paul George goes down, I still feel like the Clippers could. Could win. Still really good, yeah. Um, yeah, with 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 Luca and Porzingis, they they would both have to be all stars. They would have to be at that level to be for this to be a reality. Because we went through the two K ratings, and I know a lot of people weren't super interested in that because it's two K. But it's very telling of the team just putting a number next to some of these names. Yeah. Luca and KP are eighty sevens, and the rest of the guys are what seventy six and below, seventy seven and below. Yeah. There's a big gap. Between your top two and the rest of the team, uh, there's not a lot. There's not like an Eric Gordon on their team. There's not like, obviously the Warriors have their three guys. There's not like a Lou Williams. There's not, uh, I guess the Lakers don't really have. There's not a Kyle Kuzma. I guess even, um, it's kind of a, yeah. it's a it's a big gap. So those two would have to just be insanely good. KP would have to come back better than he was before he got injured, which is a tall order. But that's why this is a what if. Yeah, and that these are you actually touched on a couple of my points or a couple of my bullet points I had on this. You know, I put one of the points is Porzingis is fully healthy in all caps. If they win the title, that means Porzingis is back 100% even past that fully healthy better than what he was before. And as much as we laugh about the Knicks now, imagine if Porzingis won the title this year with the Mavs. Imagine. Imagine. And he was, a, and he was an all-star. 
and he was better than he was before, how much would people laugh at the Knicks even more? And imagine if Tim Hardaway Jr. became that super six-man sub kind of guy that the, that the Mavericks really need, and he became like a super light Jason Terry, right? <laughs> to, to do something like that, or a Lou Williams type. Uh, if yeah. he became that, imagine that might even hurt the Knicks fans worse. <laughs> like, not only do we give away KP and we got this, but we also give away Tim, like this super six-man guy. Yeah, and well, one of the other points I put is one of the middle tier guys would have to take it up a yeah a level at least maybe one multiple of, yeah at least one maybe multiple. at least one when you look at and when I look at like young team because I I took this I was really deep diving in my brain about like what would happen if they won the title this year <laughs> and like what course what young cores or what teams would they be compared to or other three teams be thrown out there and I, I thought about the young OKC team. That had yeah. KD and, and Russ and Harden and Ibaka in them. And I'm like, all right, well, if we just want to pencil people into these roles of saying, all right, because they were, you know, the first finals that they went to, you know, after the year after Dallas, you know, mopped them up in that title run, the year after that, you know, they they were 23, 23 and 22 years old in that finals run. People didn't expect them yeah. to like get to the finals that quick. Like that was this this was a core that people saw and said this is going to be dangerous in a few years. And then bam, it's like, "Oh, this ain't a few years. Like they're here now." And so what if you just wanted to put Luka and KP in the Russ and KD roles? Would Seth Curry have to have a James Harden type effect off the bench? And like, that James Harden is not the James Harden today. So don't like exact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was coming off the bench, James Harden in OKC. Would that like would he have to take on that that type of role? And then you look at somebody like Ibaka. Could somebody could Dwight, Dwight Powell yeah. be the Ibaka? Maxie. Could, could yeah? Could Maxi? Could Delon Wright be the guard version and, of you know Ibaka? And that Ibaka like wasn't that, so. shooting threes either. Like that, Ibaka yeah. has recently added that to his game. So he was just he was like an elite rim protector kind of player. Uh, he could he had a jumper I remember but he didn't have he didn't he wasn't stepping out to three point line the way he is now yeah it, the the role players would be the huge thing right <laughs> you'd yeah. have to be Delon Wright or Seth Curry would have to step up into that that next role that playmaker you know that the tertiary I guess playmaker <laughs> I guess secondary but KP I consider as the <coughs> secondary one. Well, I still want to say it starts with KP and Luca because Absolutely. we see we see that with Portland. Of I wouldn't say that their supporting cast in Portland is just full of crazy stars, and they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year basically on the backs of Dame and CJ. So it definitely starts with the the duo. But we yeah they were without Nurkic too. Yeah, exactly. So like. The duo being top notch, that is the key to everything. But then you look at the supporting guys. You need Seth Curry, DeLon Wright, one of one or two of these guys, Tim Hardaway Jr. To set, could Dorian Finney Smith be a Deshaun Stevenson type for this team? Could like you could go mm. all these different directions of how could these role players on this team step up? What would that look like if they made a finals run this year? That would just be, you know, crazy. It's hard to project that really. Yeah. And we do think that the, the Mavericks are still like a couple years away from this being a legitimate conversation, but that's why we're doing it now. It's like, what if they did the OKC thing where they stepped up? I think they would also have to have a path like Portland did last year. They would have to have that sort of path where they don't have to run into, you know, uh, they had to run into like, who'd they play? They played OKC in Denver and then the Warriors, right? Yes. So, he had injured Paul George, I think, right? Yeah, well, he was hobbled. He wasn't out. 
Uh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, because he was in on that final play, too. Uh, but, yeah, it would, it would have to be a path like that. They would have to somehow avoid the probably the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, you know, that's probably it. Those are the, you would, you those would are the two teams you there. would have to have to avoid, I think. And the Lakers maybe not not really. You would probably want to get in there and try to get you know, ideally if you're point if you're painting a perfect path, yeah. you would want to try to if they could surprise some people and get into that like <clears throat> I don't know, four, five, six spots somewhere through there. If you could try to run into another team through there that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, like Portland did with with Denver. Denver was a really good regular season right. team, but they, you know, they're just on the cusp. They're like they're getting there. So like if that that would be the the resume for Dallas or the situation for them of let's try to instead of matching up with somebody like a LeBron, even though like you know like a Kawhi, you know these guys that have been there done that at the biggest stage. Could they get a young team like a, I don't even know, you know, if you match, if like a New Orleans or a Sacramento or somebody snuck in there, like that would be the team you'd kind of want ideally, but it would be hard to match up with them. Yeah, I think Denver is a really, really good, Denver last year is a good example of how. Hard to match up with them like seating wise, not like basketball. Yeah. Denver is a good example of how this could potentially, you know, be realistic. Uh, and so coming up next, let's look at Denver and what Denver did last year as a team and try and compare and contrast this Mavericks team to see how they could possibly uh, make a title run, which is what our what-if is today. All right, Isaac. So Denver last season, um, Denver was looked at as a team that um, – Man, if you look at some of Denver's players, right now we, we know they're good, right? We know like Monte Morris is good. We know Malik Beasley is good. We know Torrey Craig is good. But Torrey Craig was a two-way player. Monte Morris was a two-way player. Uh, Malik Beasley was uh, just uh, like a, a young player that wasn't super highly sought after. Um, they won 46 games the year before, and they made like this leap. Um, but... We didn't know that all these guys... Like Denver's looked at as a really deep team now, but we didn't know all these guys were that good. Uh, for the Mavericks to potentially make this kind of a run, they would have to do what Denver did this past couple of years, and some of these guys have to really step up, like these Denver guys did. The, the Monte Morris, the Malik Beasley, the Torrey Craigs. Um, guys like that. The other thing that Denver had was they had that Paul Millsap like role player that was kind of the the mentor type guy. And I don't know if the Mavericks I guess the Mavericks have that in JJ Barea. Barea and I think they I think ideally probably view Dwight Powell in in, in that type of role too. So maybe he I mean, hasn't even he hasn't met the playoffs yet. True, true. I, I think when you look at uh Denver's scoring, you know, they always had Jokic uh and then Murray. And then after that they have five more players in double digit scoring last year as far as points per game. Like that that's huge. I mean, if if Dallas could have KP and Luca over twenty a game each, you know how many players after Luca and KP are going to be averaging a double figures? You know, could could they get four or five guys averaging twelve points a game? Talking Seth, Delon, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe Justin Jackson. Yeah, who's your fit? Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight could. Yeah, Dwight too. So Maxi I mean, could. Points. I mean, honestly, Maxi could this year. If he has a big enough role, I th- and, and he shoots well from three, Maxi could. Because when when Maxi gets into a game, honestly, Maxi starts chucking up shots. Maxi yeah. is not afraid to take shots, and that's why his three point percentage wasn't you know as good his rookie year. Second year it raised, and then he didn't shoot really well in, in FIBA. But that's because he just wasn't afraid, and he just took took any shot that he could. 
Yeah, I mean, Maxie's role would be the one thing I, I'm still curious about what that looks like moving forward. Uh, you mentioned J.J. Barea a while ago. If the Mavs won the title, J.J. Barea would have more rings than Dirk. Yeah, no, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I know, I'm just I mean, saying. Uh, it would just be... You know it would be fun between those two. Rings culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. JJ would make... He would probably post some kind of Instagram thing. It would be <laughs> More rings than Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, we've kind of approached it. It's funny because we, we talked about this what if, and now we, we kind of approach it from two different angles. Because, Nick, obviously you approached it from what would have had to happen for him to get there. I approached it from a whole different angle of, like, what would happen after it? Like, if the Mavs won the title, yeah. how would it affect, like, after that? Because I even, like, I went down through, like, how would it affect next year's free agency and the two years after that? Would it have any impact on the 2021 free agency if they won the title this year? Would it look a little bit more spicy for Giannis a little bit? Like, dang, they just won a title. Would, but would it, would it be the same thing as, as Durant going to the Warriors then? Exactly. That's the other the other side of it. Like, do you want them to get to the Western? If you're all on all about Giannis coming to Dallas, is the perfect path of them like getting to the Western Conference Finals? And it's like they're close, but they just need Giannis. Yeah, I think that the perfect path would be playoffs the next two years and just show like a promising young team. And maybe yeah, definitely just take a title. I definitely just take a title. I know, but they could with a title, a title now after. I mean, even the Durant story that came out today in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, he said, you know, now looking back, he just didn't fit in with those those Warriors because they didn't draft KD. He just joined them after the fact. And everything that people said about this is what KD will feel, he did feel. <laughs> about, yeah. you know, not feeling like he really fit in. This wasn't really his place. He succeeded in the way he wanted to, but he didn't really feel that that fitting in. Would Giannis want the same thing? And who knows? Who knows what Giannis would want? I mean, it's all speculation. But, uh, yeah, would that play a factor? If they had already succeeded to, without him, and then yeah. he comes in and just joins in. There would be How a year, though. If they won in 2020 and Giannis is yeah. a free agent in 2021, there would be that year. But another question, and I had this wrote down. How, I mean, imagine if Dallas won the title this year. What, how they would be perceived as the favorites moving forward for the next multiple years? Not just multiple years, but like. Like I guarantee, if Dallas won the title this year, you would have the ringer. You would have different sites throwing out there. Bill Simmons be on his podcast next week saying, "This could be the next team of the decade." Yeah, it'd KP. be like Kobe and Shaq winning, and you know, yeah, KP, Luca, both, you know, twenty three and under, under contract forever together. Like this is the next dynasty, and like all of a sudden, people would be talking about that, and and, and rightfully so. So I, yeah, I think would they how. Would they be considered fa- – they would be running everything back for the most part. This is how the Bill Simmons segment would go. So this Dallas thing, you know, they – Porzingis is 24. Doncic is 21. I mean, could they win the title for the next 10 years? <laughs> That's how it Well, goes. Ryan, uh, <laughs> no. It would be – yeah. Well, well you, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, what about uh, – yeah. The Kings. Anyway, the Kings uh, are really coming up. <laughs> Kings are good. Um, oh, don't give me the Kings. <laughs> all right. Now we're pushing for time. I want. I kind of want to end it on this if it's possible. Go ahead. If the Mavericks won the title this year, how would that affect just the legacy of Luka and the European star? If Luka can come in here and in the matter of two years, in his second year in the league, he win a title Tell me more. At, the age, at the age of 20. I accept this. We have came a long ways with 
how people view Europeans coming to the league. But how would that just change it even more? That this young star can walk up in the league and win a title within two years and him probably be the best player on the team, probably win finals MVP if they won the title. That would just be crazy, right? Like just how people would view European basketball, like even more like than what we do now. Yes, I feel like there's very few hangers on and stragglers of like Luca. No, the players coming out of Europe are soft. Players coming out of Europe are this. Players coming out of Europe are everything. They're all different kinds. I mean, there are some players that come out that are soft, but there are some players that come out and they play super hard. <laughs> and Luca is not soft at all. Luca comes in and he, you know, falls on the floor everywhere. <laughs> Luca does not shy away from contact and all this stuff. Um, it would hopefully convince those those people, the the stragglers, that yeah, you have to take players from overseas seriously. I just don't think there's many people that really think that. It's kind of a straw man thing to me. No, I don't. I don't even know if it's more of like a soft thing. But the idea of a European coming over in year within two years, just saying, just walking into the league and being the best player on a title team and winning the title, I think it would just change. I think it would add to the momentum that has grown over the years that. The Europeans and coming out of the Euro League and these leagues overseas, they're not a joke. Like the, the there are really good basketball players over there, and the fact that he could walk in there and do this at the age of twenty, I think it would even enforce that idea even more on people's head. I just don't know how many teams outside or how many people outside of the Suns and the Kings actually think that way though, because I think <laughs> everybody else thought that Luca should be the number one. I mean, he was number Vladdy one on so many so many different mock drafts true but i think there's also a difference of being number one and winning a title in two years and that that's but but aren't you saying when you draft someone number one you are good enough to win a title and we honestly thought that luca could be that when he could be he was drafted you can go back and listen to our draft profile on him but but even that like you know even you put truth serum in the mavericks you know front office they're not gonna say and say that we expect a title this year they 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 would but like it's just even when you look at stars and you know in the past, you know, Jordan didn't appear in his first final and win his first finals because I don't know if you knew that, but he never lost the finals or went to game seven. But but, but when Jordan, was the first time he went to a final? Jordan was the first time he went to the finals when he's at age twenty seven. What did he do before What's, that, Isaac? He went to the playoffs and lost. But on the biggest stage against Jordan. On the biggest stage he was six and on the biggest stage possible. But you know, Jordan's 27, but then you look at some other guys like LeBron went to his first finals at age 22. Uh, you look at yeah, the, OKC, <laughs> the OKC trio that we talked yeah. about, 23, 22. I think if if Luka, I'm going to give you the player, and you shouldn't be surprised who this player is. If Luka won the title this year with the Mavericks in his second season at the age of 20, the player he'd immediately be compared to would be Magic Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Magic Johnson, his first season in the league. 1980 started at forward play started at center played forward and guard the MVP is Magic Johnson he came in they, and Kareem was injured and came they in would and be throwing this graphic up non-stop oh, yeah. on ABC ESPN he'd TNT, be younger than Magic too, wouldn't he no I guess I think, he, I think they were both 20 would be right? the same or? age probably they'd probably be, they'd throw up the graphic and it'd be the number of days right they always do that dumb thing where it's like the youngest to make a triple double and it's just <laughs> the number of days and you, you know Years and months and days. And 20 days and 40 <laughs> Like it matters. Minutes. 
Yeah, like it that matters or anything. But uh, technically, he I did think, yeah. come out of his mother younger, like more recently than the other guy did. So yeah, I, it it would just be huge because obviously if the, if Mavericks won it, Luke and KP would be the best players, and we, if we just go with Luca being the overwhelming you know best player, Finals MVP type of player. Just hit what his legacy would look like moving forward, what the possibilities would be. Um, it, it was just crazy to think about what his career would look like. I have a last hypothetical question. If Luca won two titles in Dallas, we've done this, but only played 75% of his career in Dallas, so he went somewhere else, but played like 10 years in Dallas, won two titles, went somewhere else, and played like three or four years. Would Dirk still be revered as the greatest player in franchise history? I think there's a difference between greatest and best, and this is just this is a whole podcast in and of itself. But okay. I think Dirk will always have a like the the thing that we did a, last week, where what would Luca have to do in order to overtake Dirk? Mm-hmm. Um, as Mavs fans, like best like favorite player, best player. I think Luca could overtake Dirk as the best player. Yeah, but I don't think he would ever. I don't think he can ever overtake the greatest player because of yeah. like because of all the different things that Mavs fans tweeted at me that said he had he'd have to play his whole career here 20 years. He would have to win multiple titles. He would have to do all these different things. It's just it's so insurmountable that I just don't think even if he did all those things, he checked all those boxes. The the way that Dirk was and because Dirk was uh the first superstar in yeah. Mavericks franchise history that he wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to overtake him as the greatest, but as the best, yes, he could become the best player. Yeah, and th- yeah, I think you said it perfect because there'll Thanks. never be another Dirk. They'll never Dirk is Dirk. Dirk, what Dirk did uh, will never be. <laughs> Some people even said much. he would have to also be uh, self-deprecating and do commercials and like do certain things that you know appease like fans and the fans like. And I was I was like th- these things that people request of these athletes are just. Dirk just checked every box for people yes. uh, from the personal it's very side. Very relatable. Yes, everything. And that's why we'll just never, you just never have another Dirk again. But yeah, I think it would be interesting for fans to debate if Luca came in here, won three titles, played, you know, 10 to 12 years for Dallas and what that would look like uh, for Mavs fans. But either way, that would be a, a great debate to be able to have. <laughs> so uh, to be thankful for a debate like that. But uh, they're, Dirk is obviously uh, the legend, the goat, but uh, it's fun to think about Luca, and it's fun to think about, man, what if Dallas won the title this year? How crazy it would be around Dallas? How crazy it would mean for the future and just this duo of KP and Luca? It's just, I don't know, it's fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, this podcast going down this road. It's great. So there you go. That's what would have to happen and uh, what, what what if the Mavericks won the title this season. So we'll be back tomorrow with another Anything But Mavs mailbag, another game pod, and then we're a couple weeks away from the season. I mean, what are we, 43, 42 days away from Mavericks regular season basketball? Yeah, I think 41 days. That's, or 40, yeah, 41 days. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.